No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. I'm in here with Alexis, Texas today. How you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is pretty epic. Um, have you ever noticed people mentioning you in rap songs? Is that the kind of thing that enters into your consciousness as an adult star? You know, I didn't think of it going in and being an adult star, but I think it is pretty cool. Um, I always feel like whenever it does happen, like a friend or somebody will be like, hey, do you know they sang about you? Right. Do you know them? I'm like, I don't know them at all, but. There's something about having a rhyming name that people will just rap about you a lot. Like, I noticed that Chief Keith and Waka Flocka get like way more, sh like very influential rappers, very great men. They get way more shout outs than I think a lot of other rappers get because their names have a rhyme and then you have like the same superpower. I'd like to have superpowers, so is, I'll take that. It's pretty cool. Can, <laughs> yeah. I, can I just, I, I gotta quote this one. I'm so glad that one of my employees <laughs> reminded me of this today because it would have felt like a huge gaping hole, pause, in this interview if I didn't say this. But RIP, the great Jews world. Yes. You know which one I'm about to cite? I do, please. please. <laughs> I'm, a young, I'm a young king. I might fuck Alexis, Texas. But I ain't on no Drake shit. I won't get her pregnant. Damn young Jews world boy, you so reckless. Yes. Rest in peace. That's, RIP. That's... That, was a good, that was one of the first ones that I was like, hmm. I like that. You just you never know whose mind you're running across. And mm. so I think that it's cool to be again a part of their song in some way. I think Billy Eilish is right about this one too, though, because Juice was lying. He he had a girlfriend the <laughs> whole time I known him. But don't they all lie a little bit? And not all the things in their songs are really yeah. like exact things. It's embellishment. For sure. It's artistic. He said, I might fuck Alexis Texas, which is really just like, <laughs> I might do some cool ass shit that y'all are not expecting from me. That's true. But it was like, you know, catching, you know. I got a trick up my sleeve. <laughs> have you dated within the rap community? I have not. Not at all? I have not. No, I haven't. Really? Yes. That's too bad. You know, I don't know. I feel like I was, you know, I was married for a long time. What this, years are we talking there? What years? A uh, long time ago. I've happily divorced for five years. So, you know, a long time ago. But I was married when I first got into, well, a little bit after in the industry. Um, and then I was kind of dating and now I'm single. So who knows? How's that going? Never say never. How's, how's single life? You know, single life's really weird. It's really weird dating world out there. I feel like it's... <sighs> That's um, what I keep hearing. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're happy, you're happy that right, you don't I'm, have to do that. You know, being out of the... I remember last time I was in a relationship for two years around 2008, 2009, I got back into the dating game and everybody had Facebook. And like before mm. I got into that relationship, everybody was MySpaced out. Now everyone's Instagrammed up. People will like you find your whole TikTok, history, yeah. like before click this picture, go somewhere else. And... <laughs> you should go date on TikTok. Go find a dude on there. There's no. got to be some. No, yeah, you know, I, not. <laughs> one of the songs from um, you know my name in it was really came famous on TikTok. It was um, Aloha from uh, 10K Cash. It was Where's Alexis Texas. Oh, and he is a Texas legend himself. So he that's is. pretty cool. That was that was a cool one. I actually, was in his video for that. He's somebody you might want to consider dating. He's too young for me. I'm that not. Is a good point, he's, yeah. he's just barely turned 18, so mm. I don't even think I like I even said anything to him about the song until he turned 18. But I <laughs> could I could plug you guys together or whatever. Have you? Thought I know him. I, I was oh, in okay. his video. Oh, you we were in the video. Yeah, oh, that's I was in amazing. the video. Yes, Steph Jam um, did that, so it was, wow. it was pretty fun. 10K cash. But how do you feel about that haircut? The shag. It's you know to each his own. <laughs> it's such own. like a haircut that if you didn't know that like half the dudes in Dallas have that haircut, I'm say it's a Texas thing, you know. Right, you would be like, what the fuck? Like if you if you were just some dude from London and you came to Dallas for some reason, <laughs> you saw eight guys standing in the corner with that haircut, you'd be like, are they all deformed? Do they have like tumors growing out of their necks? 
Ladies and gentlemen, as long as you're all turned up watching me and Alexis Texas talk about God knows what, I just want to make sure that you know that this podcast is sponsored by BlueChew.com. If you love sex, you'll love BlueChew.com. BlueChew is the male performance enhancement of choice. If you head on over to their website, you could talk to a licensed physician who will basically educate you about what the proper dosage is. These are delicious gummies. It's not some big old horse pill. This is the real deal. So if you want to Take your sex life to the next level, like Alexis Texas or Adam22 might want you to, then head on over to bluechew.com and use promo code Adam22. You will pay just $5 in shipping. That's B-L-U-E Chew.com and use the promo code Adam22. There's no awkward conversations. You don't have to go talk to some guy standing on the street corner. You just head on over to bluechew.com and use promo code Adam22, $5 shipping. That's it. Now, let's get back to this Alexis Texas interview. Big shout out to Blue Chew. There's, there's one other really good lyric, too, which is funny because that song was Juice World and Lil Yachty. Juice World said that lyric, but then there's also a Yachty song where he said, I'm about to cop the No Limit necklace, daydream about Alexis Texas, boy, her booty too reckless. Ooh, my booty is reckless. It's funny that they both <laughs> rhymed reckless with Alexis Texas. Like you said, my name is easily, you know, rhymed with, so mm. maybe that is good, um, good rhyming. It's just interesting to see how rappers, like, all think sort of similarly like they say alexis texas and like two great minds the audience juice both went to reckless i mean maybe that's what my booty does to them mm. makes them reckless was there a time period where you just found out like wow i guess i'm i'm blessed with this this ass i think i i mean i didn't really know like being from texas everything's bigger in texas so a lot it's of good butts in texas there's yeah. a lot of curvy women in texas so it's something i just kind of embraced from early on and I didn't really feel like I found out until like high school-ish because I was uh, playing basketball and we just had to dress up for game days. So like mm. I would wear, you know, dress pants or something like that. And like, they'd be like, oh, your booty's just shaking. And like, oh, I could see your ass from the front. And I'm like, oh, thanks. But that's a weird thing is that giant ass was not necessarily all that popular. It was not. Until maybe the last like five to ten years. That's maybe a little true. longer. But I mean... It's very weird to think about that that wasn't really a thing until Instagram. Well, that's why I feel like for me it was something that just I was born that way. I was, you know, right. I'm, I'm part Puerto Rican, so my booty comes being uh, just born that way. But so I didn't really think of it anything different. And being also from Texas, you see so many beautiful, you know, women out there that are just curvy girls and just kind of out there with big booties. Curvy, but like, you know, in your case, it's more of like an hourglass curve. Whereas well, it's a put together. But a lot of the women in Texas, it might be like a different type of curve. It might be more like a bell curve. It's like not really the kind of curve. I see there's different classifications of booties, you know, a little big this booty, big booty, big, big booty, and there's just booty. And it just <laughs> depends like where you are on the dude marketplace because there's a lot of guys out there who just like booty so much that they're willing to accept a big booty and the rest of the body can just be doing whatever it has to do yes most but, times like it usually doesn't have like really no chest no nothing because you know that was again at that time big tits were a big thing but mm. that didn't really matter in texas i feel like but until... did, did you feel like you were getting attention from like did you start dating specific types of dudes because of the fact that they were the ones who are really into the big your body type? I don't think so. I feel like, I don't think I even really had a type even back then. I think it was just, I don't know. I think I just, maybe I took control of those situations and guys that I liked, but I don't think it had anything to do with per se with my actual hmm. attributes. That's things. your personality though? You think you're like the big dog, you're in charge? Um, I am pretty alpha, but with men in relationships, I'm not alpha, but I do like to control the situation, which sounds very confusing. But I think mm -hmm. in the beginning, the initial part, like, I don't know. I feel like the chase, you know, I feel like it has to be an equal thing. It can't just be one-sided. Really? 
Interesting, because you must have a shitload of dudes like coming up to you all the time. How do they break through the wall that you put up around yourself to protect really yourself? I have really big walls up. You know, it's Whoa. really, really, really bad to say. But it's you know, I think again, that's why I feel like dating is so odd you know these days because you know i was married out for a while and then you know i did a date after that so it's just i don't know it's just very different so i've seen where someone who was in the business who i was married to you know had nothing to do with wanting my name or anything from me and then someone outside the business that wasn't anything again still not wanting anything but i feel for me with dating wise i feel like at first like the first thing that goes to my head is do you want to date alexis texas or do you want to date Alexis. And do you get a lot of that, a lot of clout munching, that they just want a famous girl? I feel like at first they always say that, you know, they don't know you, they've never seen your movies, but I feel like it's kind of hard to say these days, which I don't know if that's pretentious or not, but like... Yeah, I mean, what do just, you get? You don't got porn <laughs> There's just porn, so much porn out there, you know, and, right. um, you know, if you search any big booty, my name is going to pop up, or you may hear me in a song, you never know, so it's just really um, crazy. So that goes in my head first, and then, you know, then it's like, are you going to entertain me? I like to be entertained, I like to laugh, I like to, you know, and I'm also a strong personality. So those are all big, big um, things, traits to have. And so I feel like, you know, sometimes it takes a hard individual to uh, break down those walls. But it's, you know, it's capable, it's possible. Like I said, I've dated and, you know, not in my industry and I've had had fun. But it's just, I think that it's, a lot of people are intimidated. Mm. It's the intimidating factor because they think like, oh, you just want to date people in porn. You've dated people, you know, you've been with porn stars. How do you date and have sex in, the, in your real life? And it's like, perfectly normally and fine right. i haven't shot in over almost four years now wow what is stopping you from shooting at this point since your rate is probably way up people <laughs> want to they want to get you in there that's true um you know for me i think it was just you know about evolving and where i am in my life you know i'd had a really good career and i always wanted to leave when i was on top but i didn't want to have to be like oh she's still here and doing this which you know it's to each his own mm. um i've always lived by that motto but i feel like for me now it's kind of like i've kind of joined the podcast around myself and mm. kind of just been doing more um branding on that aspect so i started private talk a couple months ago and i've been really focusing on that and just kind of getting out there and getting my voice heard because mm. i've had you know alexis texas and we all see what she does behind camera and these sex scenes but now it's like the first time even with social media i haven't really given my opinion on a lot of things mm. so i feel like this is the first time for me to have a platform to kind of get out there and you know meet new people as well and kind of speak my mind on topics and things like that that i want to kind of let my fans and new listeners know it's crazy how many non-porn opportunities there seem to be popping up for current or former adult stars like it just feels like it's very much like a porn star used to be this thing that was completely separate from the rest of society and maybe you'd hear about some famous guys hanging out with them but you didn't see a ton of crossover between the adult content and the real world and now it feels like girls who are popping porn stars are like one you know they're, they're right around they, they could just tune their instagram up a little bit and all of a sudden they're just doing fashion over brand deals and that's their new identity mm -hmm. i feel like i do believe that there are you know opportunities i feel like they were always there but i feel like we've also been Done from a lot of things that right. I feel like, you know, um, the society and everything is kind of more not like sex isn't as taboo as it once was. And mm. I feel like people are kind of more open about doing it. And, you know, now if you watch, you know, regular movies on the screen, it's pretty much borderline like softcore porn sometimes, you know. Right. So I feel like there is doors that are being opening, which I just feel like it's, you know, kind of a, finally a time that we have a plot other platforms that we can use to show that we're not just 
sexual beings and creatures that we do have minds, we do have other endeavors that we want to do. And I think that, you know, it's giving us more of a time and um, a platform to do that. It's got to be weird for a lot of uh, adult stars, though, because it's kind of like once you do a bunch of adult content, it's almost like it doesn't matter if you keep doing it because it's once you do five scenes, it's like if you have five scenes or you have 500 scenes, it's like you make a lot more money from doing 500, but you, if you got five out there, it's, it's almost like you might as well just keep doing it. I see a lot of girls who kind of like pivot to something else. They start having a different, you know, way of monetizing their life and everything, but then they'll just keep shooting low key and not really promote it on their social media. I think a lot of it now, you know, the business has changed a lot from, you know, from when I got in until, you know, even currently and four years ago when I stopped shooting. Um, I think that it just kind of really, it tells, it separates the people from like a porn star and people who are just porn girl like porn actresses mm. i feel like there is a big difference i feel like um but i think porn stars really use loosely i feel like um everyone who thinks if you don't one scene or two and um i think that it's the star power is kind of like taken away nowadays i feel like with that being said i feel like it's about branding it's about you know doing all those things and that's what kind of longevity mm. and what girls are really still current in the business that are doing those things or do the five scenes and whatever but like you said it, it's never going to go away if i do one scene Five scenes, a hundred scenes. It's never going to go away. But I feel like it's, you know. If a girl has a OnlyFans and she posts videos of herself masturbating, let's say, should she refer to herself as a porn star? I don't think so. You don't think so? Okay. I feel like, you know, it's about, again, it's about the longevity, who you know, who your fans are, and, like, being recognized and things like that. I feel like I wasn't even myself a porn star until, like, maybe the fifth year I was in the business. And I was in the business for over 10 years. Mm. Um, I think that, you know, but, again, it has changed. It's not really like how it was before with DVD and box covers and you know these uh, appearances that were once a big deal and now it's just kind of more lucrative as far as the OnlyFans and mm. more those kind of niche niche kind of things and webcamming is a really big thing as well so I feel like people are more popular in their own merit in those things but I wouldn't necessarily call them stars a porn star like if you were to go even do like if you were to make your triumphant return and drop a crazy scene or whatever with a big porn company, it's like whatever they're gonna pay you is almost certainly less than the additional bump that you would see in your OnlyFans and stuff from just getting more subscribers and stuff. Oh, yeah. So all of a sudden, the mainstream porn companies who used to be like the sole source of revenue for somebody like you, not sole, but like majority of the money you were bringing in, all of a sudden are just basically like an advertising platform for your own thing. Agreed. And I also feel like it kind of showed us how greedy that some of those companies were and how much money they were really making. And, you know, as an independent contractor, you can't control or see numbers, you know, and that they're really making. And so mm. now because you are seeing the pay difference from an OnlyFans thing, it's kind of like, again, as a business person, how could you go back and do what's making it's like you're losing money in mm. doing something like that. So it does, you know, and they do have advertising things, but I feel like it's kind of awoken a lot of, you know, even performers like myself of knowing the capability of what we could do with eliminating the middleman. There was probably, like, when you got into porn, there was probably very few girls that were making a million dollars a year, right? Oh, for sure. And now there's a lot. There's a lot. And I there's mean, no fucking companies involved. Exactly. It's, That's crazy. It's, it's definitely changed, you know, the game. And again, it's social media. It's like the internet. It's, you know, it's a blessing. You know, mm. it's, it's definitely given us more of a... Um, uh, a, a more of a say in a stand of like what we can do with our business on ongoing as well. Mm. So you got into doing porn at 21? I was 21. Okay. So what was your sex life leading up to that? And what helped you make the decision that that's what you wanted to do? Uh, my sex life before I was in, I was in college. And so, I mean, I was just young, dumb and full of cum. I just 
had sex like every other college girl. I when I was a bartender. You want to frat um, parties? I didn't do frat parties because I worked. I was like a bartender and assistant manager at a bar. Well, there's um, a lot of dick square. to get as a bartender. That's I'm true. <laughs> so you see all the drunk ones and non ones, like what to navigate. You know, you see what you do, and you know, you know if they're still awake. You know, and, and where I went to college, you know, it, it closed really early. I think it was like midnight on and mm. one o'clock on the weekends. So most times we'd either go to Austin, which was not very far. And Sixth Street, yes, war zone. Sixth Street is pretty crazy. I lived out there for a few months, and it is a scary, scary scene every night. It is. It's pretty intense. It's um, it's like Mardi Gras, like yeah. all year round. I, there's like a big part of me that would like to just go to Sixth Street and just sort of stand on a roof and just watch as all the different bars flood out. And there's because there's literally like a frat, like jock bar, and then like a Puerto Rican bar. And they're like both let out at the same time, but then like a ton of other bars too. And they all let out. And then somebody steps on somebody's foot and all of a sudden they're just beating the dog shit out of each other. It is so. It's always, there's always a fight on Sixth Street. No, you know, never and there's fail. cops on horses to stop it. And yeah. even that, like even they these They close dudes... down the whole street and it's, yeah. And there's even the local ones too that stay that like have a little tutu, you know, mm. that has a little, you know, it's just, it's fun. And it's you like, for me. Like the second where I'm about to punch somebody and then I remember like, oh, yeah, there's there's five cops on horses right there. That makes me know I'm not going to punch this dude. Yeah, that that's a good that's a good. Call. I'm not even scared you, you of the cop. Wanna... I'm scared of the horse. <laughs> the horse. You don't want to get kicked. Real talk. OK, so because being the bartender is kind of like training for being like a stripper or an adult star, right? Because you're sort of like the focus of the whole room. Everybody needs to come to you. You're like mini famous in that environment, right? And yeah, I guess in some sense, the words I've always liked, you know, attention of mm. things. But I, I started from doing shot girl, um, waitress, bartender. I moved, you know, from the bottom all the way to the top. Before I left, I was assistant manager. And were you like working at the bar and you'd have people coming in and saying like, oh, you're wasting your talent. You need to get in the industry. Not at all. That's like, I don't even think that's a, like, I know no one ever even told me anything about porn. I never watched porn at that time at all. It was very, um, very random and very just kind of fell into my lap. And yeah. Interesting. <laughs> because there's like most people out there, like most girls who are, you know, let's say promiscuous, they probably wouldn't think about doing the porn thing because it just seems so crazy to put all that information out there. Is that, did that occur to you at all in your head or how did this go? No, not really. Like how I got approached, um, it was a company called Shane's World, which was a reality based porn. And at that time there was none. Um, so it was kind of really new. And also back then it was, it was, pre-internet of like the very early on so a dvd to do a dvd took months to like you know replic replicate edit it and do all those things like that so my first scene actually didn't come out until way later um and i did an internet scene that came out like immediately so how, so how did you get different. approached about that so i was going to um i was going to or going to work and i had actually been approached by eliminate the couple of days before because they wanted me to be on the show. So I thought it was the same people and they were like coming back to talk to me. And I was like, if you want to talk, you have to go to the bar. They're like, you know, we're not, we're not the eliminate people. They're like, but we're doing this thing out here. We're trying to get girls that are in college that have never done scenes before to do a scene in a movie with me. Uh -huh. So I was like, okay, cool. They're like, we're going to Austin tonight. Da, 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 da. We're here. Take my number. When we get off of work, if you want to meet up, let me know. Um, so we exchanged numbers and I never heard from them. So the next day being like, oh, I didn't like rejection. I was like, oh, I guess you didn't really want me in your movie anyways, which I had no, like, I had no like idea or not. I didn't go, I didn't message him to be like, oh, I want to be in your movie. I just didn't know where it came from. You were pissed. Like, how dare you? Yeah. Like, why am I not good enough for your movie? Like, it's that like denial. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know all those things. So 
he answered right away and he was like, oh my God, I didn't think you'd even want to do it. He was like, where are you? And I'm like, I'm at home. He's like, we're on our way back to Houston. He was like, we'll turn around right now if you want to do it. I'm like, I'm not saying I want to do it. So he stayed on the phone with me for like an hour. I ended up, they picked me up. I ended up doing a scene with him. And yeah. That's crazy. I wonder what the success <laughs> rate is like. Like, I'm trying to imagine if I were just to go to like random bars in, in Texas and just well, ask the bartender. Well, he originally started because he was from Texas and he had one girl already committed to doing it who had like he had known. So okay. he knew and she had college friends that I guess they had said that they were going to do. So he had to kind of like it's kind of set up a little bit, but he was trying to get girls to do a thing. So it was a whole series. Um, I feel like the opportunity yeah. to do adult content is like much more present in the minds of the average woman these days because OnlyFans and the private snap thing has kind of made it a lot more accessible that like even girls who haven't done it have maybe at least sort of ran through it in their head and been like, yeah, I'm not going to do well, that. Well, I think there's or... just so much more too. And also the internet changed the game. There's just so much to like filter and go through. And I also think that women watch more porn nowadays as well, like doing um, you know, when I do appearances and like that, there's more women, I feel like, at sometimes really? than there are men. Actually, more vocal women as well. But are they, like, feisty lesbians, or are they <laughs> just sort the of, like, chill fans? They're chill fans. I mean, there's a, I mean, there's an assortment of, you know, of every kind of fan, you know, but I feel like, for me, one thing I get a lot is they're like, you know, thank you for being a curvy girl and, like, letting mm. us feel comfortable and, like, in our own skin, you know, because oh, I, cool. I kind of, like, I don't know, like, I've just always felt comfortable in my own skin so I felt like I've all I'm just like to be naked most of the time so they're just like you know kind of thinking that way so for me I think that that's really cool to you know get out of that because not I'm not the average skinny big boob like girl I have curves I have hips I've got a booty have you always kind of had the same body type your whole life though I have yeah I've always been really like athletic I played sports in, in high school college and yeah so I've always had that athletic build you still work sense. out a lot um, I do work out. I work out like twice a week, not like crazy amount, but I do work out. Okay. You're not that obsessed with it? Not that obsessed. I know I started working out with a trainer a couple of months ago, like four months ago, just, you know, new year kind of thing. We're getting ready for the new year, just being healthier. You know, the older you get, you just, I you know I'm not as, I don't bounce back as much as I once yeah. was. So you, you still know, drink and shit? I do. I do like to drink. You're good at it, I'm assuming? I'm good at it. Coming from Texas, yeah, we, we were built that way. <laughs> I feel like I'm like officially like not good at drinking anymore. And if I were to start again, I would probably be like a fucking straight up like freshman. Yeah, you'd have a bad hangover the next day. You got one good night in you. I don't know. Because, I mean, I just haven't really drank in so long. I haven't drunk in so long that it just, I don't know if it would like, I could drink and I'd feel fine. Or if I could drink and then I would feel absolutely devastated because I'm not used to it anymore. Yeah, I feel like I drink to like... It's like a maintained thing. I don't drink to like get wasted and sloppy. I'm not like a big shots person, but I like mm. to drink and. What like end of the night, a couple of glasses of wine type thing. I do like wine. I like some red wine these days. I see. I don't know. I feel like a big part of why I don't drink is like my stomach gets fucked up. Yeah, you gotta know what you're drinking. But wine like will it. still do that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's part of being old. So, so you. <laughs> it is. So you decide. <laughs> wait, holy. Thirty-four. Oh, I'm thirty-six. So we're sort of in the same bracket. Um. Okay, so you decide that you actually want to do it. Does this guy actually come? He turns around on the highway and comes right back? They turn around on the highway. They come and pick me up. And then, yeah, so I still don't really know what I've gotten myself in at this time. And we, they, yeah, we go and we do a scene in the middle of somebody's land. And somebody's <laughs> land? What kind of land? Like a grass field or like a canyon? Yeah, it was underneath a tree and on a grassy knoll. <laughs> so no no permits, I'm assuming. No, we were, it was like, you know, it was very... 
it was reality. It was just kind of like on a whim thing. So they, yeah, they got, we went to a flea market, which sounds really crazy and, and cliche of sorts, but in Texas, there's on the side of the road. So then we got a blanket. So romantic, but not. A romantic blanket. <laughs> wow. So in Texas, everyone has a lot of land, a lot of land. So we just went on a dirt road and they just stopped. And under this big oak tree type thing, I was like, the whole time when we were doing this scene, I was like, looking out being like someone's gonna come out with a shotgun and it's not gonna end well but we did our scene it didn't happen and went about our business and then you yeah. talk about this like you <laughs> didn't have any anxiety about... i had horrible anxiety oh, okay. you gotta imagine like i was a 21 year old girl didn't know my phone call telling him hey i didn't think you'd want me in your movie would like it result me being in a car with these people about to film me have sex with someone that i've never had sex with or even made out with at the time yeah what was the, the so, what was so the nerve-wracking really part was it the situation. camera was it being in public was it fucking this random dude that you never met before well it wasn't that i didn't met him because i met him the night before so technically I technically you were pretty but, close, yeah. you know, <laughs> not complete stranger, but stranger. Right. Um, I think it was a little bit of everything, but again, too, being young, diamond full of cum, like I said, you, like I got the adrenaline. You mean literally full of cum? Like, there's a bunch of other cum already in there? I mean, no, I don't like that at all. I don't do cream pies. Oh, sorry. really? Yeah, no. But I've heard that that's like a thing that happens a lot is that women will have like a multiple different nuts inside them, and those nuts will actually be going to war with each other that to fertilize the egg. Horrible. Well, this is happening inside your body, not right now, but at <laughs> other times in your life maybe isn't that have crazy have you done this to someone is this what you're telling me i mean i would have no because i've barely came in any <laughs> girls at, in my whole look life at your so. smile on your face was as you're like no. Mm. No, you're no. reminiscing about all the times you came listen i've gone my girls. entire <laughs> life not knocking anybody up until very recently and all of a sudden i'm just coming to my girl like freely which is such a strange feeling it's just free world and being disappointed when she's not pregnant mm. my whole life i've been so <laughs> thankful every time i had sex with anyone and they now didn't get pregnant now it flips the script yeah it's great try harder yeah, I gotta try harder. <laughs> okay, so so you do that one scene. Yes. No, no cream pie. No, Did, I've only done one, and that was with my ex-husband. Oh. Yeah, that's not my thing. In your whole life, you only let one guy shoot the club up. No, shoot the club up. I like. <laughs> my club has definitely been shot up another time, but not very many. I can count the people on like my one hand. Oh, but you're talking about on camera. On camera, I only did it one time, yes. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, so then... So we kept in contact. So they we went out of our way. We kept in contact. Did and you have to sign waivers and shit when you did this? Or is this old did. school enough? That... Uh, actually, I think I... I don't know. Because when no, I did... No, I did. I did because I got paid. So I had to sign something. It's so weird though. Because when I did my scene, my one scene, I'm like, they're making me sign it in front of you. I'm like saying to the camera, I am not under the effect of any drugs or alcohol, blah, blah, blah. Did like, you have to have like the newspaper with the date where it was like the actual thing? They I like, don't think show they that did it's that. real, like proof of life. But I've heard about that a lot. I was actually bummed out that I didn't get to hold a newspaper it's just so cool because they probably have so many fucking lawsuits that they're well, like yeah legal let's do thing. everything we could possibly imagine to make sure that and nobody... then you had to check out as well at the end did you check out your scene at the end check out what like they do a video at the end of your scene with the same thing being like did something happen to you on set are you sure that you know did you consent to everything that happened to make sure that they are like you know they're not liable anymore we should that? start doing that with these podcasts too. <laughs> are you sure that you are okay <laughs> what's going on did adam ask you anything you felt uh, inappropriate about that's <laughs> a good idea um but let me ask you this as somebody who's been doing it for a while like did it used to be that people were partying a lot more in the actual like when they're filming because that doesn't seem to be the vibe when i talk to girls these days that nobody's like getting fucked up to do porn that often i don't really know like i don't mm, not for me per se like i don't like 
I mean, I know people would party like before and like things like that, but on set, like it was never really like that kind of environment. Right. Um, like you knew the girls that took longer in the bathroom or like, you know, went outside and like smoked or did whatever, or stayed at their car or whatever, like things like that. But it wasn't like a free for all party where everyone, I feel like people's mis or conception of porn sometimes, they think it's just like some big mansion and everyone's just fucking everybody. Mm. And it's like totally not like that. It's really like structure. Like, like the you said, fucking is very you're intentional. doing like, yeah. you're doing like, you know, paperwork. You're like making sure that you're, not under the influence you're mm. you know you're doing all these things it's very well it's weird because it's and like, then there's the sex part <laughs> when the sex is the job all of a sudden it's just sort of seems like nobody's in the environment in which sex is the job nobody's really just having sex for fun or uh, at least less people think like that less, everybody's yes. fucking just for fun yeah. just because there's one group of people who are having sex because it's their job because you have to like work the next day and so why are you gonna like if you're an athlete you know mm. why would you go and play like a pickup game the day before <laughs> to like you know when you have to go a big game the next day you know so like you know it's things like that and mm. it's it's a craft i always say it's like we're sexual athletes right yeah because me and my girl will always be going to do an only scene with some girl and then the girl would be like honestly like i've been getting the shit fucked out of me for six <laughs> days can we just do my mouth like that's like it's so like, not okay, sexy sure. though like that's like for me and that's why for another reason why i stopped doing scenes too is it became to the point where people didn't really like having sex anymore and for me even though it is a business i like having sex and i like enjoying that moment with my partner and it's like i said it's a sexual moment but then it became to the point where people could care less what you were doing they were like just worrying about the paycheck worried about going home to their boyfriend going home doing whatever and so for me it just became a thing it just wasn't fun and i always told myself that i'd stop when it wasn't fun so that first time when you're having sex on some person's land was that that it, was exciting it was exciting right yeah. you never did this so you're sort of like it's adrenaline rush mm. you're just like it was taboo it was like oh i'm about to have sex with someone that i would have probably had sex with anyways if i met him at this party and yeah i'm gonna get paid for it mm. but so yeah there's like a lot of different reasons that you could get into porn do you feel like a big part of it from your perspective was just that you wanted to sort of explore all the different things that you're into i think for me after that like i didn't i thought i would only do one scene i didn't think that it would like go back because again i when at that time there was so much porn in there it's on dvd so it takes a long time and so it was like mm. finding a needle in a haystack they were like no one will ever find out and know that you did this all this stuff like that so i kept in contact <laughs> that's a hilarious lie right I, there a very big lie <laughs> no but, one's uh, ever gonna find out well back then you know it was right, lesser yeah. of a you know evil of things of finding out but shortly after um he asked me if i wanted to go and do a scene for bang bros mm. and so i went out there i shot for bang bros and um i i loved it so i liked the whole glamour of the whole things the whole like sexual aspect i felt very free and yeah so i moved to la a week later a week later a week after later. the after it came out or after you did the scene after um actually I, like literally a week later because that day how I told you before the movie that I actually shot first didn't come out yet so that Monday Bang Bros does a, a, oh, a new right, release right, right. so on Monday um, that scene came out and I worked at a bar and everyone had something to say and I didn't realize how many college kids actually watch porn because wow. um, I wasn't watching it so then if I had if you're a kid in college and the bartender <laughs> at the bar has a porn scene come out on Bang Bros this is not a small deal this is literally like me going through every name in my phone yo that girl from the like, yeah, I would lose it was Ass mind. Parade and so my ex-boyfriend had I a used to literally pay for Ass Parade when I was younger holy shit I forgot about that you probably watched my scene though I'm sorry to all my employees yes I definitely probably did Damn, <laughs> I knew you looked familiar. Okay. <laughs> do you need to turn around and make sure you know? But there was a girl, do you remember this girl, Naomi, who yes. actually died of AIDS? I didn't know she 
passed. Actually, I did know she passed away because they did a tribute thing at with AVN. Um, she was thing. the fucking reason. I remember I paid for she, that site. Um, she actually was in the business before I was in the business. And it was like, I came in like right after. And I remember uh. um, someone telling me, a really famous director, he was like, whatever you do, don't be like Naomi. Don't lose your butt. Don't do this. Because she ended up, I think had like a um, eating disorder and all these like other things that attributed to her like being really skinny and wow. all this. So it was like a big comparison. And I was like, I had no idea who she was at the time but she was a beautiful beautiful girl yeah because i always like sometimes for me as somebody who's been in a relationship for a long time and i'm just kind of getting old and stuff it just seems crazy to me that dudes like are really just spending so much money on porn but that girl i wanted to see her get fucked so bad that i was actually paying for that website even though i literally was poor myself and did not have enough money to but pay you, for that you scrapped it together because you know ass parade's a big thing i remember i uh, i fucking fell and broke my kneecap open and i was in the hospital for a week so i wasn't able to cancel my because i did one of the things where you pay for three days mm. and you got suckered in so and then it, it keeps, keeps repeating going. and charging you shit i had to call my friend and be like yo you got to go on my computer this is my email password you got to cancel ass parade were you were you devastated that day? Yes, because it might have cost me like fifty bucks or something, and I really didn't have fifty bucks at the time to be playing with. Yeah, those are trying times. Had you thought of moving to LA already at that point? Was Never. LA already this mecca in your mind of this is where entertainment happens? No, not at all. I had no like aspirations of being in regular mainstream movies. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was you know still in college. I was going to school for respiratory care therapy. Um, yeah, I was. And did that dream go away as soon as you did your first scene? I don't even say it went away. It just changed. I I felt like you know I really like the medical field and all those things like that. But when I went, I was waiting to go into a program, and so I went to do these porn scenes. I was going to come back, and then once I started making money, I was just like, school will always be there, and I'll go back eventually. Now I feel like it's you know, um, you know, I have my associate's degree. I didn't get my uh, bachelor's, but I feel like it's about. Business-wise, I feel like it's like what you know, not or who you know, not what you know. Sometimes, so I feel like I don't necessarily would go back for sc to school for anything mm. um, at this current time. But you know, it may, may change in a couple of years. I just feel like for me, I did enough school that I I'm, I'm done with it for right now. So mm. I did I did three and a half years. Yeah, I hear that. So you moved to LA though, and like how how did you appreciate the lifestyle change? Like, did you fall right into it, or, or was um, it awkward at first? It was really different. I went to so I moved into the um, with the guy that I got into the business with, and mm. or be, how I got into the business. And wow. Then, so he was like, "Let me fuck you in this field, and then move across the country and be yeah, my we started, roommate." We started dating. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, we started dating. That is so the move though. If you the male talent in the porn industry is always trying to find the new hot girl and then swoop them up and date for them. It. Yeah. Well, they get paid for it. They get a referral fee. And if you stay longer than six months, then you get more money. Mm. It was like a thing. I don't know how anymore, but that's how it used to be back then. I just always see these weird situations where there'll be some like new 19-year-old girl on the scene, and then all of a sudden she's dating this hairy 40-year-old talent. Well, and mine I'm just definitely like, wasn't 40-year-old Oh, no? <laughs> he was no. cool? He was young, for okay. sure. He was one of those things that like we didn't intentionally like start dating. I think I got kind of... Now, I wouldn't say bullied into it, but I got uh, persuaded, I will say is probably the better word, choice word into like dating. Because he realized how popular I was when I started, you know, coming out here and, and, and everyone wanted to shoot me because big butts started becoming really a big thing. And Brianna Love was the other big butt girl. And so it was just like no one had a body type like mine. So mm. I think he saw uh, 
an advantage or an incentive or whatever to keep me under his well, lock the, and key. The thing and about uh, the male talent is that the male <laughs> talent is almost never going to get popping on their own. They have to attach themselves well, to... Well, he already was because right. he was, you know, in reality porn and he, he started all those like Naughty America back in the day. So he already had his own name. But oh. I think once he saw that, he wanted to even like to be attached to like control what I was doing. So, um, yeah, so we were dating for a while, but I feel like it was it was a fake dating. Like it was like... You can you have rules, but I have none. So like once I got out of that whole like fog and smoke and mirrors and reality set in, you realize that um, yeah, it wasn't uh, a good situation. I mean, it's got to be pretty easy to convince a girl to date you when she just moved to LA and she doesn't know anybody and you're living True. with her. It's like you're in True. such a position to like, of course you have to date me. Like you literally don't have anything else going no on. No one here. has like, your best interest at heart, you know? honey. It's okay. I'll take you under my wing. Yeah, I'll lies. Don't ever believe that shit. <laughs> Ah, that's so. It is crazy though because it's like you 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 hear a lot about that and and the new scam these days is that guys like me girls and then they will be like I'm gonna manage your OnlyFans and oh, take God. X percentage of your shit. Yeah, no thanks. No, not on this watch. No, no thank you. You've been in the game too long. You know not. Yeah, to do that. I feel like again that's again why these walls are a little bit higher because you just I've you know I'm not saying that I've never been fucked over and I have you know I'm, I've been this situation I was you know divorced in the business and then they thought and. Not that anything particularly happened, but you just see things, you know, that you wouldn't have seen otherwise if you just haven't gone through it. Mm. So that's why I feel like, you know, just kind of watch my own booty sometimes. This is true. <laughs> yeah, stay on top of your own shit. Um, so, okay, you just keep working in the business, though, and does your career just kind of explode? Was there any, ever any a moment where it felt like, oh, I'm, like, really a big deal? Like, I've actually really kind of crossed over from just being a new girl in the game to really being a star to a certain extent? Um, I think for me... I like that's why I feel like why I think the word star is like kind of mm -hmm. like a sacred thing for me at certain times like I didn't really I feel like maybe like had been like three maybe four years in like people started to recognize me in, in like certain places if it was airports or in different cities or things like that um it was kind of iron like ironic even though I knew I didn't know that that could happen because I just wanted to do porn and, and I just thought porn was like a way to express myself sexually because I've always been comfortable in my own skin and body so I didn't think that it would like trickle down to someone in Ohio or Tennessee knowing who I was because I just did this scene so I didn't really know the magnitude of the effect that porn really had um to everyone so I feel like like around that time and then it just became a thing where my family found out I had no other choice but to like kind of drop it my own way like is saying it um, so it took a few years for your family to figure it out I feel like probably like this a year and a half into it I told my dad early on because I knew my dad watched it and I knew that the women that he liked um, had, oh no had um, big booties as well that's so. the worst nightmare is not only your daughter doing <laughs> porn but your daughter being the exact type of girl that you so watched you I told him that I, what it was and how, he was like so I ruined porn for him he's never watched it since I told him so my I own, understand that like I feel like, he's like I'm afraid you're gonna pop out somewhere even if you're not and he was like yes. I can't do that so I respect that and so so my big thing with him was he uh, was a big fan of Howard Stern. So he's like, please, just whatever you do, don't go on the show. And he's like, you ruined porn for me. Just don't just leave me that. And I was like, OK, so I had actually was uh, contracted with Adam and Eve and I signed in my contract. I had to put in there because they were sponsors of the show that I could not go on the show. Um, but yeah. So was I, that ever kind of <laughs> upsetting? Because like literally every other big porn star is pretty much going in there. Um, I don't think it was upsetting. You know, and there came like towards the end of my career, he was like, if you want to go on and I don't care anymore kind of thing. And you know, it was over. But in the beginning it was like his thing. I wonder if your dad's a no it. jumper fan. 
I don't know if he's a no jumper fan, but <laughs> well, I'm this sure. is it's not happening from here. Actually, I feel like I've been fairly respectful, so maybe he yes. would. Yeah, I think. I mean, my dad listens to my podcast, and I'm oh. quite you know honest and candid. And he's. I mean, my thing is with my parents. What I loved about them is again, it's not something that they aspired for me to do or anything like that. But they're very you know um, supportive, and they've you know never turned their back on me, and they're you know they've raised me to be who I am, and I'm you know just honest in my own skin, and that's all as much as I can be. That's dope. Yeah, because like. I was bringing this up on when I was interviewing Stormy the other day, but like I watched the old Howard Stern interview with Jenna Jameson, and it's mind blowing. I think a lot of people forget how weirdly intimate those interviews were. Yeah. Basically, like him just telling the girls what he wanted to do to them and exactly. stuff. Exactly, and that's exactly why my dad was like, "If yeah. this motherfucker tells <laughs> yeah. me something, or tells you something, I'm gonna have to fuck him up." And I'm like, "Okay, dad, we're not gonna have Howard and you gonna fight. We're good. We're good." Yeah. He just did it with the respect level, you know what I mean? And I, and I feel like even though he's a fan and. and Obviously, he watched this, you know, his his interviews. But I think that it was just the respect level to me and his daughter, you know. So he mm-hmm. didn't want it to be like, uh, feel like he had a vendetta against him after if he said something rude to me. Right. Damn. Shout out to your pops. Yes. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yes, he is. Did it start to like when did the fake booties start coming around, and how did that affect you mentally mm-hmm. as somebody who was sort of born with that? Um. When did they start coming around? Shout out Buffy the Body. Okay. That was my first memory of it. Oh, I I had a magazine. I think it was like a show magazine. Or was her. it a straight stunting magazine, courtesy of uh, Kay Slay? Maybe, but I think oh. I think she was in I think she was in the show magazines too. Like show, well, I mean, magazines have she been kind everywhere. of. I, I but she had well. a real ass, right? I think so. Yeah, I think, so, I think yeah. she's also in the Tashin book. I'm in the Big Butt book of. Ta- or Big book, wait, big butt book of Tashin. And I oh. think she's in it in the middle part of it as well, wow. on the cover of that book. Wow. Art piece. But around them is when all the fake booties started popping out, all this new technology. Yeah, like the whole like video vixen, things like that. Like that. I feel like it was more attributes were um, definitely enhanced. I, you know, I, for me, to each his own, I, it's not, I was, I didn't have to pay for it. It just happened that way. Right. I mean, I respect the same way with like girls with, you know, getting fake tits. If it makes you happy, then go ahead. I think that people get a little outrageous with it when it's like, you know, they're putting foreign objects and right. substances in their bodies. Well, all and the they girls who are dying because they got cement mixed well, in their Well, that's what I'm ass. saying. Like yeah. things like that, like you're putting something inside your body. So like that part, I would say, you know, not to do, you know, mm-hmm. and have like a hesitation on all of those things. But again, this day and age, people... It, it's your right if you it's your body if you would feel comfortable and you want to make your ass fucking as huge as it is and fucking so be it i mean girls get fat transfers fat transfers now is like girl just do it once a year no big deal but when it used to be a big implant in their ass like most girls i know who have that from back in the day now have it taken out yeah that was like now it's definitely the thing like you said it's i think it's like bbl or something like that that they do like the whole fat transfer thing fuck it out the stomach put in the ass i've thought about doing it myself hey why not? If it works for you. I want to be thick. Thick. Thick thighs saves lives. Two C's. <laughs> um, yeah, but okay, so that, that sort of came out. Did you, did you get chased down for a lot of like video Vixen opportunities? I know you actually did the Juicy J video. I did, Band to Make Her Dance. But was I, there a lot of options or was there a lot of attention like that? Because now you see somebody like a young Dolph who is literally like breaking Instagram models in his videos. Like that's kind of like their first thing that they've done like on a more mainstream level is they, you know, have like a new Instagram girl that you've never seen in a music video before. It's kind of... Yeah, I feel like for me, I haven't really had a, like, I wanted to be selective about the music videos that I did because I wanted it to be like 
a big thing, not just like every like a background girl or this or that, whatever. It can become um, very corny very fast. Yeah, and I, you know, I kind of have my own brand, so I'm really selective about the projects that I like to do and be like that. So um, when Bands and Maker Dance came out, that's or the that one whole thing. That was it was really it was a fun project to do. Perfect opportunity, um, classic song. Yeah, still hear it all the time. I, yeah, it was very it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So after that, I was like, I can't, you know, I I started so high, I can't like fall off and do something like mediocre. How so. was Juicy J though? You get to talk to him a lot? You know, he was a little nervous, I feel like. I really? was told that he refused to do a scene with me because he wanted to keep focused on work. Because I, I did a, um, I danced in, like, I was at a, it was at a strip club. So right. I was, like, doing a whole, like, couch dance. Um, so I ended up just doing it solo. So I don't know if that's true or not, but I don't know. He was a little afraid of me. Project Pat was a lot of fun. Really? Um, Two Chains was there. He was, he was really nice, respectful. Yeah, um, yeah. That's Little Wayne wasn't there. Really? So that was a shame. I wish I would have met him. Would you say that, for the most part, that sort of stereotype of rappers being super disrespectful to women is that from your experience not really the case i've never had that you know i think that it's i think it's just with any celebrity of sorts with men sometimes they think that maybe they that's that they can get any woman they want but mm -hmm. i feel like no one's never been to me like disrespectful i think it's just maybe a choice of words of how you know your conversation may go or how they attempt you know attempt to get your attention right but i've never had anybody be totally out of pocket or be disrespectful to me that's good I mean, it's about how but you even like, like I said, too. like with Juicy J, like it wasn't him being disrespectful. I respect it. He's in his craft. He's doing a video. He's doing whatever. And if that was again the case, or maybe they just didn't have time for that scene, who knows? But well, it wasn't a, disrespectful. If Juicy J gets a throbbing boner in the middle of the video <laughs> shoot, it's bad for business. We might shut down <laughs> the whole thing in a strip club. You never know. Yeah. So I mean, like, respectful. It wasn't anything. It wasn't like, oh, fuck this bitch, nothing like that at all. So like I said, it could have been true or not. I mean, some ra some rappers, I'm not saying this about Juicy J, I have no idea, but some rappers, they're sort of like, they're tied to this like ratchet image to a certain extent. And some of them do have wives back at home that maybe are cool with them having a video in a strip club, but they don't want the girl actually on his fucking lap. We true. don't know. Because if Juicy J was happily married, we probably would not know. It would be smart business-wise for him to keep that yes, hush Yes, because you want to seem to be, you know... a obtainable to everybody and i respect that you know everybody has their own rules and to each his own i still got paid i, mm. I was still in the video i had a fun time doing it it was a lot of fun we went to atlanta doing shot it i know a lot of only fans girls who are acting like they don't have a boyfriend and they got a boyfriend <laughs> their boyfriend's filming yes <laughs> and taking that percentage <laughs> <laughs> for real like i've i've literally been sitting here doing an interview with a girl her telling me like yeah i'm not in a relationship i just like to have fun i like to just fuck guys whatever and then as soon as the interview ends there's a guy sitting on the couch and he's just like yeah, I'm a, I'm her husband. Oh, we shit. have two kids. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Lies, all right. Lies, deception. Yeah, it's all. crazy, right? Well, mine is the truth. I do not have a, a husband. I have an ex-husband, thank God. And um, no boyfriends, no nothing. Really? No girlfriends. Is that, like, where do you think... Like how high does that seem on the important scale for you to actually get into a relationship? To at me, this point? I'm not. I'm I'm more focused on work. I'm more focused mm. on my podcast and trying to get that to the next level. And um, yeah, to me, it, if it happens, it happens. You know, and I'm very think about like energy and organicness. And like, if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. I'm not mm. gonna force anything. Like I said, I have a lot of big walls. I know I have some, you know, things to chip down myself. So it's you know, I think it's a lot of self work as well. But so you're not in some rush to pump a kid out. Not at all. No. You know, I'm 34 and happily 34 and I don't have any children. Not saying I don't want any, but I don't think it's my time yet. And I don't want to be a baby mama. I want to be, mm. you know, um, yeah, be in, this, in a committed relationship and with the person that I choose to do that, if that's the case. What are these walls all about? Like if, if one were to date you, what is going to be like, like, what is it? Do you have just a hard time letting people in? 
I think that's the case. But once you've dated me, I don't have these walls up because now you've already knocked down that whole barrier. I think for the, the first, I think the walls of what I say is just even the approach to speak to me. Because people always mm. say like, you're so intimidating. Oh, you have a great resting bitch face. I'm like, yeah, because I talk to people all day long. It doesn't mean that I don't like people, but if you want to talk to me in an appropriate manner, then get to know me, then I'm all fucking for it. So mm. let's do it. But yeah, so more or less for that, I don't have these huge walls, but just because the I feel like I shouldn't have to talk to you i feel like it's like a, a mutual thing mm. yeah it's crazy because it's like nowadays it feels like it's so like it would be so hard for a guy to just walk up to you and start a conversation at subway but i think that Not it's that all in con but i think it's context you know what i mean like i was just at a you know an event the other day and i think like how like i said the dating thing is so crazy the guy just like walked up to this girl and handed him his phone and was like hey put your number in there and I'm like, she's like, okay. I'm like, this is how people do this. I'd be like, fuck you. I'm not giving you my number. Yeah. But like, I'm not knowing like, nothing about you. Which you like, you have to put in some work. And I'm not saying you have to fucking do backbends and sit-ups. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's crazy because nowadays the way that we communicate with each other, it seems like hitting somebody up on the internet is so much more almost appropriate to the way that we communicate with each other. Because all right, think about it. If if I'm if I were to if I were single and I met a girl, I'm never gonna call her randomly. Because you're scared that they're going to be so in doing see, their own personal thing. But people do that. Thing. They'll FaceTime you, and I mm. think that's so evasive. Like that, this new generation likes to FaceTime everybody, and I right. feel like it's good for certain things. But I feel like you got to either like, give me a heads up, a, or like it's a little bit more like you getting to know someone. Because mm. I do say that it, it does help getting to know someone a little bit better if you're out of state or something like that. But right off the bat, like I've been, I've had people. I just want answer. And me then they'll call me, and yeah. then I'll answer. Me <laughs> FaceTiming like, you randomly is like me just showing up at your crib. Exactly. It's like I think weird, it's, like, you, abusive I to, shit. I need to notice. Like, <laughs> yeah. you can't I gotta do just, my hair. <laughs> exactly, especially for a girl. But see, that's the thing I like, and I feel like I, that is what I have learned from rappers in large part is... FaceTime a motherfucker because it's it's so direct the and worst. confrontational. <laughs> it's so like just straight up like, yo, what's up? How you doing? It's like you can't you do the thing where you text somebody and they don't respond to you for two days. So and then that's they hit what you I'm back. doing wrong. I should just start FaceTiming people. Got it. There's Good some to value to it. Like, you know, OK, there's a lot of value in. I think like face-to-face -face meetings. Like if we were going to do some business deal together, yes, we could email about it all the time. Yes, we could text about it, but it just feels like there's something more personal if we actually bother to meet up with each other. I could understand that. But that's again, you've already like not first meeting someone, you're doing a business thing with them. It's mm, not like true. you're just like, hey, getting to know someone like the first time that I just gave you my phone, I'm like, hey, I'm going to call you from the car. No, thank you. I'm not answering. Or I'm going to yeah. call you with 20 of my friends so I can show up. <sighs> no, thank you. Oh, no, no, that, no. That's happened to me a lot. And that's to me. Oh. Like, oh and that's when I know, oh, red flag, you want to fuck Alexis, Texas. Go to my OnlyFans. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> that's so lame. Well, but the main thing that really fucks you up is when you get a FaceTime from somebody and it just becomes insanely obvious that your pace that you're moving at in your life is nothing like the pace that the person who's hitting you up is. Because somebody hit me up and be like, what you doing? Mm. What you doing later? Like yeah. they have nothing to say while they're FaceTiming you? <laughs> Just chilling. And I'm like, bro, I got like five fucking meetings today. I don't have like 20 minutes to, to hang out on the phone. I don't have 20 minutes to do anything. Like I have 20 minutes that I'm going to have to eat lunch later. And that's the most chill part of my day. Yeah, I have some friends like that that I won't answer because I know it's like, going to be like a 20-minute phone call. But, and like, they, no they don't understand where you're coming from because they're from Texas or whatever, and like life is very slow there in comparison to out here. It is very slow out here. But I, you know... I just, I don't think nobody understands, especially even people in California. I mm. feel like even though it's the fast pace of life, it depends on what kind of field you're in as well. And, this is true. And some people are just busier than others. Yeah. And some people just got nothing going on. It's true. If you got a packed schedule, <laughs> it's hard to relate to somebody that's just doing absolutely nothing.
Anyway, um, what else you got going on? You're working on the podcast. What are the other things that occupy your time on a day-to-day? Um, nothing, really. I feel like the podcast has taken over my life. Uh, wow. You should come on Private Talk and be a guest. Let's go. I'm bringing my girl. I like it. We'll have a duo. I like that we talk about couple stuff, single stuff, all kinds of things. It'll be a lot of fun. Wow. Um, that, my OnlyFans as well. Like, I you know, keep doing that because of my brand. I, like, just because I've done the podcast and I'm not shooting anymore, I'm still very much into the Lexus Texas and my brand mm. and, you know, um, elevating that as well. Um, but that's really about it. I have, don't really have time for anything else. We just finished AVN. We was out there for a week. Um, How was that? It was chaotic. It was crazy, but a lot of fun because it was my last AVN, you know. You're never going back. For me, you know, I like I said, I haven't shot in four years, and it's kind of, you know, there's no really no need for me to go back. Um, you know, I love seeing my fans and things like that, but I do do Exotica conventions um, uh, throughout the year. So there's Exotica is very different, like vibe wise, according to my girl at least. Um, it yes and no. I feel like at one point it used to be very highly different than AVN, and AVN it is still different because it's on a larger scale, and at the end it's an award show, it's on Showtime, and it's you know all those things like that. Um, but on the with Exotica level, it's it's still a convention. You still, I feel like it's more to the consumer and your fans. Um, mm. So for me, I sell my merchandise. I sell pictures. I have a Team Texas booth out there that I host a twerk contest at all the Exoticas. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I like that more. And for me, um, it's just better to do those. And we do four a year. So mm. I feel like for me, that's the best place to come and find me and do like a meet and greet and things like that. Um, Are you not going to be able to win a fan favorite ass if you stop going? Because you've won like eight years in a row or some shit, right? I did win three years in a row. Abella Danger actually well, she wins just now. won. Uh, yeah. So I feel like she's... Very different type she, of ass. It is very different type of ass. But there's different types of booties we talked about earlier. You know? So, you know, um, I feel like it's, again, with like evolving there has to be a new winner sometime i can't win it every year so um you know she has a nice ass and i think that she's gratefully you know deserving of the title as well Mm. um but i don't know if it's definitely like i can never be winning it again um i think that the only way i would really go back is like if i was in the hall of fame i'd go back for the awards but for the actual convention itself i'm gonna stick to doing the exoticas do you feel like the girls vibe you because you're not shooting anymore like you think you're better than them or something um, I don't know because I'm not really around them like that. You don't that. Really give a shit either um, way, I right? just, you know, I don't think I'm better than anybody. I put my pants on every single day, just like everybody else. And if you want to talk to me in the same way and be respectful, then I'm, I'm all for it. But if you know, if someone wants to be disrespectful, then I can be disrespectful just as much. But it never really goes that way. I feel like people are really respectful to me in the business. I've never given off that, exuded that kind of like arrogance or anything like that. So I feel like I'm pretty easy to talk to mm-hmm. once those walls are, are down. Right. <laughs> Let me ask you this, and this is we're near the end of this, but Stormy Daniels told me that she had a guy wait in line for her meet and greet, and then right when it was time to take the photo, he just ducked his head down and just licked her armpit from bottom to the top. That's intense. She told me that was like probably the worst slash creepiest thing that ever happened at a meet and greet. You got anything close to that? That's kind of creepy. I want to know this dude that just wants this armpit taste in his mouth. You'd be surprised. There's lots of fetish word things that, you know, people enjoy that. It's different strokes for different folks. Um, For me, I don't know, again, if it's because I I give this intimidating look or people, like, don't really know. But I've had people kind of grab my ass or, like, do things like that. But... I always say, like, um, if I put your hands there, then it's okay. But if you're not, then, you know, I've definitely slapped a person a time or two. Um, I learned a trick from this girl, uh, Rebecca Linares, from a long time ago. She was like, oh, they want to touch your ass? She's like, just take their finger and twist their finger. She's like, because they want a picture and they're going to smile still. She's like, but they'll learn. They'll never touch you again. I said, oh, okay, good. So you got to, like, scare people a little bit. If you don't let them know once, then they're going to keep on doing it. Twist the fingers. Twist it. That was a good, good <laughs> note right there. 
<laughs> Gotta let them know. You can't always, you know, can't put the hands on the goods. Yeah, that's a fact. Um, damn. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming through and uh, giving us some of your time. It's been very fascinating. Thank you for having me. You definitely have to come and bring your girl on Private Talk Podcast. Let's do it. I'm ready. All right. Alexis, Texas. Thank appreciate you. you. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe. NoJumper.com if you want support.